What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and I've got that Western Kentucky voice you're used to hearing. It's Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, what's up? Hey, John. How are you? Pretty good. After, uh, I'm sure we'll get to it, but after Monday night, I'm, I'm pretty excited as a Braves fan. I got kind of uh, in the yeah. doldrums this weekend, <laughs> but uh, yeah. they yeah, busted well, out. Know- yeah, tied a, uh, I think tied a major league record with five two-run homers. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was good. And uh, Uncle Charlie, um, you know, pitched a uh, good game and uh, looked uh, even solid. Uh, you know, at the towards the end, striking out. Uh, I think at one point he struck out like three or four in a row and and uh, couldn't get through the the seventh inning. Uh, seventh inning, yeah, couldn't get through the seventh. Uh, almost did, um, but uh, I think the inning before maybe, or the one before that, the fifth inning, maybe he'd thrown 20 pitches. If he'd have just, uh, you know, thrown less than that, maybe he'd have been able to go. But, uh, you know, he still looked pretty strong uh, down the stretch. And, uh, you know, this is a good uh, a good Texas team we can talk mm-hmm. about. But uh, it's a good Blue Jay team that uh, we ended up, uh, you know, uh, getting swept. But, but, you know, look at this stretch that they're on. I mean, you know, we go back – two years ago to the world series. And I think they didn't lose two in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they didn't lose three in a row. Uh, and so we've gone through stretches this year where we've lost three, four in a row and then come back and win, uh, uh you know, you know, five or six or seven out of eight or nine or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I can take the losings of three or three or four if we come back and, and get those back. And, and, uh, so, uh, anyway, it just was not a good series with the Blue Jays, uh, but um, I, I think uh, you know playoff great playoff runs uh, have been uh, where we played terrible against the Blue Jays. So right. uh, I'll I'll take those. Let's put it that way. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and start with the fun stuff, and then we'll end on we'll we'll go uh, cold, hot, hot, or cold. So um, <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Let's see if we can remember all the two run homers last night. We had Kevin Pillar. Yeah, Pillar got it. Pillar got it started. Acuna went back to back. Yep. Um, Pillar, Acuna. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Then uh, Olson doubled in a run, and Ozzy yep. doubled in a run. So that that was yep. six nothing. Yep. And then let's see. Um. Uh, a, uh, Harris was homered in? No, uh, it was, um, um, let's see, I'm trying to go in order. Uh, I believe Arcia got his next. Okay, Arcia. Then then Riley got his. And, and then, then Ozuna, Ozuna got his. Got his, yep. In the night, okay, so. Yep, you got it. That's, a, that's an exercise in itself to remember all those. Uh, it is, yeah, I was uh, talking uh, while, I, while I was going back and forth uh uh, I had two TVs going, one in the bedroom and, and uh, one in the, kind of the middle room that we got while my son was in the other room watching. He was playing video games or something because uh, he's home for the summer. And so I was back and forth with him. And um, and so he was he was like, what's going on? I said, well, they just hit, uh, I think this is the fourth two-run homer or something. And, and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. So then we ended up saying, you know, he had, they hit five. So, so yeah, it was uh, – it was a good night, you know, and again, that seems to be what they do 
whenever they go through those doldrums. You know, and they didn't play too bad. Well, they did too. They, you know, they struggled against, uh, you know, defensively uh, over the weekend. But uh, last night kind of got it back together. And uh, the uh, interesting pop flies were a little bit of the problem over the weekend. But that's kind of how they do when they go through those doldrums of they struggle for three games. All of a sudden they turn around and they, uh, you know, uh, start lighting up the world again with uh, home runs and, and lots of runs and, Look, there's other ways this team can score other than home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to have them, but they sure can hit them. And when they hit them, they come in bunches. Do you think the defensive struggle had something to do with the stadium they were in this weekend? Yeah, the roof. The roof was a problem. I, I joke. They joked last night and and uh, said the roof was closed in Texas, um, which uh, which Jackson and I were in Texas a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful ballpark. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it uh, looks like a great atmosphere. That's where the playoffs were, the, the pandemic playoffs uh, right. were in Texas. Uh, so, you know, you've gotten all the games there over the last uh, little stretch. You know, you go to the Rogers Center, uh, what they used to call the Sky Dome, I guess, uh, in Toronto. That's an older-style stadium. Um, so, you know, one of those, um, you know, again, an old old stadium where – uh, the roof is uh, retracting and probably uh, a, a little bit, uh, yeah, I don't know, just an older stadium. So uh, not as conducive uh, to pop flies maybe or, or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know what it was. But, but yeah, I think the roof contributed heavily uh, to that over the weekend with it being uh, the way it was. But, but yeah, in Texas, uh, a beautiful ballpark and um, got a, a gigantic hot dog there. So, uh, I hope they're having some good hot dogs, and and uh, yeah, the hot dog came with its own carrying case. Uh, so, oh geez. Yeah, but yeah, they they you know last night every pop fly seemed to be a little bit of a, a little bit of an adventure, but um, you know they um, uh, they got it together, and I think they worked a little bit extra uh, before bat after you know during batting practice and stuff, making sure that they could see things. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, that's that's life. Their teams are going to go through that, and everybody, you know, Toronto's having to play the same thing, although they're used to it. But but right. uh, but still, uh, you know, defensively last night they got it back together. Are the ceilings painted a different? Painted any differently than uh, a different color? You know, or? I believe um, was it the Metrodome? Um, you know, they used to have trouble uh, because mm-hmm. of the way the ceiling was painted. Uh, the way it looked, it, yeah, the ball kind of blended in. Uh, right. There were many instances where I think in the Metrodome, uh, the old, old Metrodome, that goes back a long way, by the way, where Minnesota used to play, uh, that was that was an issue. Uh, so, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. You would think that um, not wanting to give the home team an advantage, but you would think the home team wouldn't have any, even an advantage with the ceiling the way it was and the ball blending in, uh, you would think they would there, – there would be no way you could get used to something like that, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So uh, even Minnesota had struggled at times with the way uh, that the, the roof looked. So, uh, anyway, you'd think they'd get that fixed, but uh, but it's okay. Um, you know, they uh, it's one of those where, oh, just watch the ball. Yeah, watch the ball. Where is the ball? Where do, I, I found it. <laughs> Toronto was a different like, 
similar to the Notre Dame. Or... Not that I know of. And look, balls can be hit in the lights, and you can see major mm-hmm. leaguers, you can see little leaguers. Uh, you know, all of a sudden the ball is a line drive, and it's right in the lights of any stadium, including mm-hmm. you know Truist Field, where you know the Braves play. It, it you know it happens. You know, balls just get hit right, and all of a sudden they're gone. And and even you know in the daylight. When the sun's out, uh, mm. you know, with sunglasses, you know, it's hard to see. So, anyway, it's okay. Uh, yep. Um, now, you've been to Texas. What is – I mean, when the roof's closed, is it hard to see there? No. Doesn't look like it is. To me, it didn't look like it was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a beautiful ballpark. It lets a lot of the natural light in. And, um, um, you know, I, I – my the the time that we were there a couple of years ago, we were there two years ago. Um, we were going, we went to see the Eagles in concert, and so uh, and the Cowboys weren't in town, so we decided let's go catch a, a Rangers game because they were in town, and it wasn't mm-hmm. that far away. And so, but it was hot that day; it was smoking hot. It was a typical Texas day; it was a hundred, so uh, the roof was closed. And I imagine that's the way it is most of the time during the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. is the roofs closed because of the Texas heat. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a – I mean, it was a great – it was an afternoon, uh, you know, afternoon game. Uh, and, uh, I mean, just a, just a beautiful ballpark. You know, obviously these new ballparks uh, are, are built, uh, you know, to, to be a lot better. Again, the Sky Dome – well, they used to call Sky Dome. Sorry, I go back a long way. The, the, the Rogers Center, which has been around since, uh, what, uh, I think the early 90s maybe Mm -hmm. uh it's probably um it's probably if you look at all the ballparks around it's probably one of the oldest now you take out but you take Fenway out uh you take Mm -hmm. um you take uh Dodger Stadium out uh that's it it? Wrigley you take Wrigley Wrigley out you take those three out because those are the oldest and those have been around uh you know a lot longer but they still look great uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of your traditional, uh, they're never going to move out of that ballpark. Um, so, you know, those are the ones, um, but the, the Sky Dome, the Rogers Center is probably one of the oldest ones up there. Uh, so, uh, because, you know, you look at your New York teams, they've even got new, had new stadiums. Uh, mm-hmm. you look at most everybody else, uh, they've got new stadiums. So, um, it's, you know, and, and, and the Rogers Center, I believe was one of those, um, Newly, uh, where the roof closes, uh, you know, you touch it, push a, push a button and the roof closes and it takes a little while, but it finally closes. So it's mm-hmm. one of those older designs. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, but still, you know, I think about the Rogers Center. It, used to, it had a hotel in it. I thought that was kind of unique uh, a oh, long yeah. time ago. And I still think it's that away. Uh, I think but so. it had a hotel. Uh, but of course, with these newer, newfangled stadiums, they, you know, the Rogers Center is not uh, new and, and the latest and greatest anymore. There's a lot of better stadiums out there that, uh, than it. Now, I know we talked about Oakland randomly last week and talked about it was a football stadium. Oh, Oakland, is, yeah, Oakland. You take it out, yeah. Is the Rogers Center similar? Because I've, I've heard it was a, it's a football stadium as well. Yeah, you know, that's an old – that's one of those that you can probably – you can convert into one of those as well. Uh you know, most of your major league clubs nowadays are just solely 
major league baseball teams play there. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll have concerts there. You'll have other things, but no other things, unless it's a special time. Like I think you know, Fenway has hosted. Uh, you know, maybe they've con- it got it converted to uh, hockey. I think maybe even football. I'm not sure. Uh, they do a bowl game there every year. Yeah, something's there, uh, but that was, but that, but it wasn't designed that way. Uh, mm-hmm. So. The Rogers Center, I think, can be designed to be, you know, play other things. It's turf, so, uh, you know, you can uh, do whatever. But it is a baseball stadium, and it plays that away uh, through the course of the time that the Blue Jays are there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in Oakland, you know, Oakland, whenever it was football season, they would convert it, and you would still be playing uh, football with the dirt out there uh, from baseball. So uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, but uh, but still, uh, you know, I think uh, when the Blue Jays are playing, there's nothing else going on there. I gotcha. Um, I know I got to pick it to you for a second. Um, as a Cowboys yeah. fan, how do, how do you, how do you go see the Eagles? I thought you, I thought you Cowboys fans didn't like the Eagles. <laughs> no, well the uh, no, I don't like the football team, the Eagles. That's hundred uh, <laughs> percent sure. Uh, you know, funny thing. Um, but, um, you know, we, we really wanted to go see the Cowboys. Uh, mm-hmm. That would have cost us probably more money than what my Eagles uh, tickets cost. Mm-hmm. But if it had been a year, if it had been this past year, it would have been fabulous because the Cowboys were there for Monday night football, and we would have been able to go see the Cowboys and the Eagles play football and then go see the Eagles. But anyway, ah. it didn't work out. So, you know, it's – they were on the road. I think they were on the road playing the Eagles the weekend that we were in Dallas, but uh, it's okay. It would have cost me an arm and a leg probably to get there, and I'd have been sitting up. Um, I might have been sitting up to where I could have touched the roof probably. Uh, so that high, but uh, but yeah, no, no, no Eagles football. That's for sure. Definitely I, not. I, I do worry about your your uh, your Cowboys in the future because the Eagles are becoming Athens North. Yeah, they're uh, they're <laughs> they're uh, getting to be pretty good. So, but again, these teams that are classified, and you look in the like even Major League Baseball, uh, look at the Yankees over the years who have mm-hmm. acquired a lot of talented players, and and it just hasn't translated into right. uh, championship years. Uh, I think the Eagles kind of came out of nowhere last year. Uh, you know, if you look, um, to be honest with you, across the National Football League, the the division that the Cowboys played in two years ago was horrible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anybody had gotten on a two or three or four game winning streak, they'd have won the division outright, but nobody did. Last year, it was a very tough division. You know, the Giants were good. The Eagles were good. The Cowboys mm-hmm. were good. I believe they all three made the playoffs, you know, so – and look where the Eagles went to. So – but the same thing goes with baseball. You look what the Yankees were trying to build, and, and when George Steinbrenner was there, and he'd try to bring in all of these players that he would overpay, and it never translated into uh, winning years. You know, the Yankees always won whatever they built from within, and that's, you know, what um, – you know, like Atlanta has always won when they built from within. They might bring in a piece or two, 
Uh, but mm. very rarely do they go out and they sign, you know, a big time name to come in uh, because you, you know, you can at times upset the apple cart whenever you bring in these these kind of players. So that's um, why I really that's why I get behind the Braves because they they stay in house and yeah you get yeah. you fall in love with the prospects as they are prospects and when they you followed them for so long and when they get to the major leagues you know who they are. Yeah. You know, they bring in the they bring in pieces that might um you know look at Orlando Arcia. You know, mm-hmm. he was released by Milwaukee and he was uh you know still a very good utility player. And it all started with John with uh John Sherholtz back many, many years ago when he brought in Sid Breen. They talked about him last night as a matter of fact, uh because Michael Harris was wearing that big brace on his on his knee and they talked about, you know, Sid Bream would always wear that brace. You know, Sid Bream, Raphael Belliard, uh, those guys. You know, look at the what Alex Anthopoulos has done. He's brought in Arcia. You know, he's brought in Kevin Pillar. He's brought in Hilliard. You know, those guys, you know, they've always taken a chance on some of those, um, you know, kind of diamonds in the rough. The guys that uh, not necessarily on the back end of their career that got released by a team that still mm-hmm. had – uh, you know, some life left in them, and look what they've gotten. Pitchers, they've done a good job with that, uh, too, as well, uh, kind of revitalizing careers uh, out of people. So, uh, you know, it works. But most of this lineup that you see with Atlanta, you know, Acuna, Albies, Riley, uh, you know, Harris, uh, you know, the main the main gist of it, and even when Freddie Freeman was there, uh, you know, go that route, the main gist of it is guys that came up through the farm system. You know, it's like, even when they, like like you said, we bring in the guys that are, you know, released and all, but they fit with the, they fit with the clubhouse. They fit with the personality. Yeah. And I yeah, feel, I feel like that's, yeah. that's the part, they do their, they, you know, the front office does their research and they do, all right, yeah. will this guy fit personality-wise yeah. with our yeah. club? If they don't, right. you know, then, no distractions. You know, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no distractions. I think that's the biggest, biggest uh, part of it, uh, uh, they were talking about how, um, you know, in the NBA had become uh, how how much it had changed over the years, uh, going back to um, what they called the Malice in the Palace, where they had, you know, the big brawl that broke out in the stands with Ron Artest or, you know, who, what it were, Meta World Peace is what he is now. Um, how, you know, they had gone from being thugs uh, to where they were, um, just totally different. Uh, it's just a totally different atmosphere uh, to where you didn't see that anymore. You didn't see uh, any of that stuff. And I reference that because of John Morant and the trouble that you know he's kind of faced. And they were talking about that yesterday. Well, you know, same thing with the. I think Major League Baseball. Um, you know, you got that many players, um, and you, you don't see a whole lot of stuff. Uh, bad publicity. You know, Ozuna got into some bad publicity uh, last mm-hmm. year, and I think that was a distraction. A lot of that stuff is distraction, uh, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that stuff I think the the, the uh, upper management looks at uh, to not upset the apple cart, especially with these young guys who are trying to establish themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've seen the Braves over the last few years. It looked like they were having fun. Um, you oh, know, yeah. uh, you know Acuna. Uh, even with other teams, uh, there's they they look like they're having fun. Uh, you know, Ozzy, um, you know, 
all those guys, you, you know, you see Matt Olson cracking a smile every once in a while. So, I mean, you know, that's the kind of uh, clubhouse that you want to go into. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of clubhouse as a, as a guy who uh, might be on the, possibly on the back end of a career or might have possibly struggled somewhere else coming into this clubhouse and, and feeling very warm and feeling, you know, getting all the warm fuzzies and being, uh, you know, accepted. And all of a sudden they can turn around and have uh, a, a career resurgence, you know, like Hilliard, Pilar, those guys, uh, just because of this clubhouse. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, when, when other, when players, um, go sign big deals with other teams, sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the clubhouse may not be as great where they're going. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, Freddie Freeman might be one of those who, uh, you know, hey, I just got a big deal with, with Los Angeles. I'm going to go out here and I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. And sometimes it's not, you know, Sometimes it's not good on the other side. Uh, sometimes it's best that you stay where you're at. I love hearing, like, the mic'd up player. Like, especially, I remember one from Freddie. It's, he's like, oh, he's talking to the baseball. Or, yeah, well, when him and, goofing. yeah, when him and Anthony Rizzo, the game that yeah, I think that's Anthony it. Rizzo, and Rizzo's running him down saying, Frederick, you know, and they're just having a, they're in a rundown. Yeah. He's it. He's he's at doing he's in the middle of the rundown and it's going from second to third and he's not even supposed uh-huh. to be in the rundown from second to third so uh, yeah and having a big time and finally he's the one that tags him out yeah I, mm-hmm. you know those uh, again uh, it, it seems like um, you know and again all of these players probably know each other uh, mm-hmm. in some way you know it used to be you didn't know other players it used to be you didn't care about other players all you cared about was uh, yourself and and your team and and you didn't want to show up any you didn't want to show uh, respect to the other team you you wanted to beat the other team you didn't care about the other team and I think that's different because all these guys have probably played with each other or together or you know have have come up through the minor leagues you know looking and seeing each other so all these guys mm-hmm. know each other uh, so you know look at the All Star games and how much fun they have it doesn't matter to, again whether you're on the American or the National League. And, and all these guys are out there having fun. And that's good to see. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, that even though there is some competitive nature there, it's still good to see that they're at least out there having a good time. Uh, and, and you can still have a good time and play the game of baseball. I feel like that helps the the vision of baseball to, the to you know, America and the kids that are coming up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Middle school, high yeah. school, little yeah. league. They see these guys having fun on TV, and they're like, "Maybe, maybe yeah. baseball is." Uh, yeah, maybe... I want to be a part of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, I, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's why too. Uh, you saw the pitch clock, uh, you know, trying to speed the game up, uh, mm-hmm. trying to make it, um, you know, to where you can go to a major league baseball game and not spend four hours. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Um, one of the games last week that maybe we played a uh, little over two hours, two hours and 15 minutes, maybe something Some, like I that. Think so, something like that. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's, you don't have to go and spend all day at a baseball game and, and you've only made it to the fifth inning, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, the game's cruising right along. And I think that's, um, I, you know, 
as much as the pitch clock in the very beginning might have taken a little bit of slack, uh, I think uh, it is definitely going to increase uh, the – it's definitely going to mean that games will be played less time. And I think that's what Major League Baseball wanted to accomplish. And I think they uh, have accomplished their goal uh, so far. After, you know, I wasn't for it at first, but after, and, and we'll get back on topic. I'm sorry, guys. I, yeah. I know you, you guys are used to us rambling. But, you know, after I thought about it, you know, in basketball, you have a shot clock. You've got to get a shot off in 24 seconds. Yep. In the NBA. In football, what is it? 30 seconds for play? 25 yeah, seconds well, play? Yeah, it depends. 45, 25, uh, 40, 35, whatever. Yeah, but it's, yeah, you've got a certain amount of time to get it off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense, like, because, you know, baseball, you've got to get a pitch off in 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes sense, uh, yeah, if you think it about does. it that way. Yeah, it does. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's one of those uh, – I think it's uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, I think it uh, will be uh, beneficial to uh, a lot of uh, – a lot of teams – uh, it'll help, and I think it will help uh, the, um, you know, help. It'll help everything, I think, just mm-hmm. just from a uh, standpoint of, you know, you won't be standing around very much because they're going to be throwing a pitch every 15 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think that'll help. So, you know, we talked about the Braves um, struggling over the weekend and then exploding against Texas. I yeah. wonder if uh, – they got heated up because of the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Um, I can tell you that inside Texas, uh, you know, the it was 100 degrees outside, but it was a nice, cozy uh, 70-something degrees in the in the stadium. So it was nice mm-hmm. and cool in the stadium. Cause, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they got heated up like the Texas heat, that's for sure. Uh, you know, last know night was a last, uh, fr- Monday night was a good sign. I know it was like 53 degrees at one point, which, hey, I'll take 53 degrees anytime, but uh, that's cold yeah. for baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, kind of warm and muggy here, too. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm not a cold person, so uh, I'd rather it be uh, warm, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good. And there in Texas, in the middle of summer, it can get uh, rather, rather heated. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I bet. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to pick a, uh, a, the best player, but I'll go with Charlie Morton because you know he he didn't allow yeah. a run. Yep, pitched really well. Yeah, I I would uh, say uh, Mr. Uh, Uncle Charlie would be the guy, uh, and Danny Young. It's good to see Danny Young come in, and as he struggled over the weekend too, uh, mm-hmm. he came in and finished it up. Uh, with two strikeouts and two and a third. So after the bullpen game on Sunday, uh, he was able to kind of close it out and not have to use anybody else. But six and two thirds from Charlie, seven hits, one walk, and ten strikeouts. So uh, not a bad. And he looked he looked very much in control, uh, uh, even when he had to, even when he was up there at ninety, ninety five, and a hundred pitches. Uh, so they tried to let him uh, finish the seventh inning out. Uh, but uh, he just couldn't do it, gave up a hit, and then Danny Young came in and finished it out. Um, it's, like I said, it's kind of hard to pick an offensive player because everybody – it seemed yeah. like everybody was hitting. 
Yeah, I think you could go with the whole team, but I think if you were going to pick one person out, you'd definitely go with uh, with uh, Charlie Morton on that one. We definitely yeah. needed a, a game where a, a starter went almost seven innings. Uh, that now, was definitely it. I'll admit to the fans, it was late and I fell asleep. So did Danny Young <laughs> pitch the rest of the He did. Uh, he finished game, it out. He finished yep. the game out? Okay. Yep, he finished it out. I woke up in the ninth and I was kind of half asleep. So Yeah. Yep, he I'm finished sorry, it fans. out. Uh, well, I guess we could go back to Sunday. Um Braves lose six to five on a walk off. Um they were up five to four going into that inning. Um, they were. Yep. This is the bullpen game that you don't like to talk about. No, uh, I, I, you know, and I just don't. Um, I'm sorry, I just don't like the bullpen game. And and to be honest with you, um, the bullpen in this game, uh, even though you see uh, they put up six runs, did the Blue Jays? The bullpen, as many as, as many as those pitched. The bullpen only gave up three of those. They were the rest of those were unearned, um, and that was a couple of instances. I know I remember one of them where Ronald and Ozzy uh, almost ran into each other or or did or whatever. Uh, so, uh, so so yeah, uh, the uh, the the fly balls uh, were a problem. You know, definitely the hit parade wasn't bad. You know, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hits on the mm-hmm. day. Uh, so, you know, that part was good, but I can't stand bullpen games. Uh, and the reason I can't stand bullpen games, you know, you used a guy like Michael Tonkin, he pitched three innings. You know, mm-hmm. Colin McHugh came in and pitched an inning and two-thirds, couldn't get out of the second inning, had to go out and get him. And, you know, Chavez pitched an inning, Yates pitched an inning, Anderson pitched an inning, and Iglesias pitched two-thirds, and he's the one that gave up the uh, two runs there in the ninth and couldn't finish it out. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just don't, you know, we got enough pitchers. Uh, and I believe uh, even as of uh, right now, you know, even yesterday they had announced their starter for even tonight's game, uh, Tuesday night's game, but Garrett Schuster's back up. And so he's going to get a chance to pitch uh, tonight. So, I was about to look um, at that to see. Yeah. So he's pitching tonight, uh, you know, we were going to run into this again. I, I don't know why we went um, back-to-back series with bullpen games. I can understand if it's a, a, a one-time against Boston, we got to have a bullpen game. But I don't understand why we went back-to-back series with the bullpen game. You know, we're talking about a bullpen that got heavily used last year, and we need to save innings for the end of the year uh, and forget yeah. this bullpen stuff. Uh, we got pitchers down there. If we're worried about – whether we are going to be able to send these guys up or down as many times, then we don't need to be in the game of baseball. Uh, right. We quit worrying about that, whether or not we own the rights to them, and they can't go to an arbitration year, uh, one year earlier or whatever or whatever. You know, we got too many things, time to think, sit around and think about it too much if we're worried about that. we got to play the game of baseball. And, you know, we, we can't use one, two, three, four, five, six. We use six pitchers. Uh, because it was a bullpen game, uh, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm I'm sorry. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather stick a guy like a Schuster or a Dodd or somebody out there and make them go out and pitch so they can learn to pitch. Tom Glavin lost 20 games his first year and turned mm-hmm. it around the next 
and is a Hall of Famer, okay? Yep. So sometimes yep. these guys have got to learn to pitch, okay? They can't just go out there and have one outing and get knocked around and then never come back up because we're afraid they're going to get knocked around again, okay? Right. They got to learn something or another. Like I said, Tom Glavin lost 20 games. I believe he lost 21 games his um, rookie year, and he turned so. out to be a Hall of Famer, okay? Mm-hmm. One of the best left-handed pitchers, won over 300 games, okay? Yep. So so let's stop worrying about it and get these guys, you know, doing. We got two guys that are out that aren't going to be back for two months. You mean to tell me we're going to sit around and, and be bullpen gaming it every series, every time a fifth starter comes I, up? So, I hope not. I, 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 you know, I'm sorry. Uh, that's just not what I consider to be uh, good management on any event. I love Brian Spencer. But there should never be a Major League Baseball team that has to do a bullpen game, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you got enough guys. I, you, I would hope to goodness over the years Atlanta has built up such great pitching depth that we can just go down and reach in there and pull one of these minor league guys up and say, okay, you got a chance to start. If, mm-hmm. we're, if we're not going to bring Soroka up, then bring Dodd and Schuster back up and stick them out there and let them go, and we'll go with um, – you know, Strider and Morton and, and Elder as our top three, and then go with Schuster and Dodd, hey, who knows? One of those guys might turn out to win you 10 games over on the year. I would give uh, – I would bring Wyman's. If, it, if you're not going to bring them up, bring Wyman's. Alan Wyman. Well, I mean, if we're talking that. about if – we're, if we're so worried about um, whether or not uh, they have enough trips up to the majors or whatever, well, he hadn't come to the majors yet. No. So that's a guy you could bring up. So – so, yeah, I, I just – I got to get off the soapbox. So, I, I just – I don't agree with it. I don't think we should ever have a bullpen game ever, 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 ever. Uh, so, uh, I, I think now they're even looking for uh, maybe a, a starter who's been released, uh, been put on waivers, whatever. Uh, they did – bring up. They yeah. did bring uh, Derek Rodriguez. That's it. Yep. You got that it. That is – okay. Um, they sent him to Gwinnett. And sent, that's why they sent Kyle Wright to the 60-day uh, yeah. uh, sorry guys, yep. uh, injured list. Yes. Um, yes. He's from the Twins, I believe. Yes. Believe you're right. Mistaken. Yep. Um, believe you're right. So, so I wonder what, wonder what effect he'll have on the system. Well, again, um, I, I think we've got enough people um, – to not have to worry about signing anybody. Uh, I mean, these guys, Dodd and Schuster were two guys that it appeared were going to be battling for a fifth spot coming out mm-hmm. of the coming out of uh, spring training. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Soroka's not ready yet, then Dodd and Schuster seem to be the choice for me. Right. Uh, personally. I agree. Um, let them come up. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to – if we're, we're not going to use them – Anytime throughout the course of the next year, then use them as trade bait somewhere or another to get somebody or something, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't need. But anyway, I'll um, I'll get off that. Well, I think we've had this discussion before uh, yeah. with Vaughn Grissom and other players. Uh, so uh, you know, let's bring those guys up. Let them pitch. Who knows? Schuster may get knocked around tonight. Okay, great. He's pitching against the Rangers, a very good base a baseball team. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not like we're throwing him out in the middle of a pennant race at the, in September. But, you know, let him, let him pitch. Let him see how he handles against this 
uh, raise your team take their, take their lumps and, you know, let them, like you said, learn from their yes. mistakes. Yeah, I mean, this is what, this is what, as a major league club, these guys in the, in the bullpen, these guys that are starters, helping these guys along, you know, mm-hmm. uh, saying, hey, it's okay. Uh, you got to get them next time. You go out there and pitch. Their pitchers, mentally, they're in a different stratosphere than everybody else, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, pitchers are on their own island. They know what they're supposed to do. Uh, they're built a little bit differently. Uh, you know, relievers are – I think relievers are built now to where you're going to get one inning out of them. I think if you get more than one inning out of a reliever, that's all well and good, but a reliever is not designed to go to the bullpen and sit and wait to go out for the next inning. A reliever mm-hmm. is built to go to the bullpen and sit and not come out for the next inning and not come out to the next game. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's problem number one with relievers. I think you're going to get one inning out of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's long relievers. There's not a lot of long relievers out there anymore like you used to find back in, in the day uh, when it was a, uh, maybe a, a uh, double header and you would have a guy who might have to pitch you know, a reliever that might have to a long what you would call a long reliever. Uh, right. might have I think to Chav- I think Jesse Chavez could do it. Yeah, um, if if there's anybody, probably he could. But then again, he certainly had his ups and downs. He know, has. I think it might be best just to keep him to one to one inning. But mm-hmm. but uh, you know, in this game, it was a bullpen game, and it was a game we should have won. And to be quite honest with you, you know, I think we should have won. Um, the whole series against the Blue Jays just couldn't score any runs. And, and um, you know, if you go over to Saturday's game, uh, you know, even the, the same thing, I thought Bryce Elder, you know, wasn't bad, uh, gave up two earned runs, uh, and that was it. And then Mentor and Jimenez uh, gave up the others. You know, if you look, mm-hmm. the starters weren't half bad over the weekend. It was the bullpen that struggled. And, and again, we're going and having bullpen games, you know. So, I, I agree. I was going to bring that up because, you know, the starters, especially I was impressed with Strider, like, as always. But yeah. Yeah. I was like, the starters, you know, pitch, I mean, he ended up giving up one run on yeah. Friday. Yeah. And then able to give up two runs. Yeah. yeah and, you look at the starters, you know, only gave up three runs. Right. Um, and then so, three runs. Yeah. Uh, all together earned on Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. six runs in three games. That's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, the starters weren't bad at all. Um, they just didn't get any help on the back end. And that's why I don't mm-hmm. want to see bullpen games. I want to see these guys as fresh as can be coming in. And we were already off of a bullpen game from the weekend from the series before. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't want to see bullpen games. I want these guys to be fresh. Well, you're not. you're not going to see – and something else you're not going to see very often is the the Atlanta bat, batters lineup not perform very well. You're not going to see that very often. Right, right, yeah. I mean, we're going to be able to go out and score runs. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, we might have Reference a three nothing night. game. Yeah, we might have a game where we're three three nothing. I get that, uh, but we might have a game like last night where we hit five. You know, we hit five two run homers. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of – the bullpen needed a rest last night, and I'm glad Danny Young got to finish it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hope that, uh, you know, Schuster can do the same tonight, and you hope Strider can do the same uh, on, uh, you know, Wednesday. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, but, again, uh, you know, 
this Blue Jay lineup is pretty good, and they play in a very tough division. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, who would you say stood out to you if you had to pick somebody from the three-game series of the Blue Jays? Uh, the three-game series? Um, wow. I, I, I think you go – I, I think you'd have to if there's if I just had to name one person I would struggle. I think you would have to name Strider Elder as your two top guys because they played. I thought they pitched great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Strider went six and two thirds on Friday, only gave up an earned run. Uh, well, five hits, walked a guy, struck out twelve. Let's go back to uh, the uh, Saturday game uh, when Bryce Elder pitched. You know, he only gave up. Uh, I believe uh, he gave up two earned runs and struck out three in five innings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they were putting – although Strider, you know, we never put Strider in a position to win the game. Um, we still – he still kept us in the game, uh, still pitching the way he did. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, I would have to put those two guys probably as my, my top guys, uh, the starters, uh, just because how well that they performed. I, I, that's where my mind was going because yeah. like the offense was struggling all weekend and yeah. the strider stands out to me because 12 strikeouts, six and two thirds innings, you know? Yeah. Well, you um, know, the starters, the starters are going to go through their stretches where they're going to struggle and the bullpen's going to have to save them. The offense is going to go through their stretches where the starters have to save them, where the pitching has mm-hmm. to save them. That's what a team does, you know, uh, but um, but it's interesting the plateaus and and kind of the peaks and valleys that they've been hitting here lately. Um, and still, um, you know, being able to win games, still keeping you know all the other teams at bay. So uh, you know that's a that's a good thing. Definitely, um, I'm checking to see. It's supposed to be Dodd's start tonight in Gwinnett. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – so for, you know, tonight uh, or Tuesday night, if you're listening, Schuster, uh, Dunning's pitching for the uh, for the Rangers. And then on, on Wednesday, Strider is pitching and Eovaldi is pitching for the Rangers. And then it's a day off. Uh, so, again, that would give them time to figure out what they're going to do with that back end of the rotation. You know, you still got to fill two spots. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I haven't looked that far ahead – to know, uh, but um, if I was thinking, you know, Morton pitches uh, Monday night, uh, you're going to go Schuster, uh, you're going to go Strider, day off, you're going to go Elder, uh, and then you're going to follow it probably back around. Uh, they're going to figure out who they're going to pitch that next game. Saturday. Uh, because that would be uh, the uh, game that would fall where they get a bullpen game. That would be that stretch. So, um, not sure if that'll be Morton's time. Uh, yeah, Morton could probably roll into that spot since they had a day off. But I believe, if I'm right on this, the stretch that they go on next, um, you know, because they go, um, it's Mariners, uh, then they go Dodgers, uh, no days off. They go Philly mm-hmm. that Memorial Day weekend, roll back to uh, the Athletics on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, then they finally get a day off, okay, before mm-hmm. they play the Diamondbacks on June the 2nd. So, I mean, we're looking at a long stretch of about two weeks 
or they don't get a day off. So we're talking one, two, three, four series where they don't get a day off. Okay. Right. Uh, so, and some big series coming up. You got a big series with the Phillies. That's a four game set Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, mm. So, I mean, you're looking at some big stretches there of some big games. Yeah. Oh. So, so there's going to be no time to figure. If you're going to go Morton uh, coming up on Saturday, which is probably what they do, there's still going to be two slots left. You're going to have to fill with somebody. Your hope is that Schuster can come in tonight and pitch a good game and he can fill one of those spots. But right. my guess is that, uh, you know, they're trying to potentially give Soroka as many outings as he can in Gwinnett before they bring him up. And I would guess that he would be my next guy to come up uh, to uh, to pitch or just giving him enough time uh, to, to get ready. From what I can tell tonight is TBD. So neither Memphis nor Gwinnett has uh, set a yeah. starter for tonight. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so we'll see. But, but uh, you know, again, uh, one day off, that's uh, Thursday. And then after that, they go a long stretch. So this pitching situation is going to have to be figured out. Uh, starting with the next series against the Mariners uh, mm-hmm. because there's going to be no way. And, again, that's my guess is they'll go, um, you know, with um, whoever in that next in the rotation that was supposed to have been either Wright or Freed, they'll go back to Morton since they get a day off on uh, on Thursday. So my guess is they go back with Morton again. Uh, so, but that's just my guess. We shall see. Um, that's correct. That's all that I have for the Major League Club. Jeremy, you've got the uh, minor league standings. Yep. I was going to – give me a minute. I pull that up. So um, – see how uh, our minor league clubs are doing so far. Yeah. Well, we talked about Gwinnett a little bit, so – Yeah. Um, I know they have Memphis tonight, how they did last week against Chetid, uh, so. Yeah. System. Yeah. Have you been to that park, by the way? I have not. No. The sound. I have not. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've never been to any minor league games. You know, Nashville, the sounds are pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. I've never, you know, never been to, to that. So, um, uh, but uh, a lot of people say they've enjoyed going to the sounds games, having a good time. So, so yeah. You know, Memphis uh, had a – uh, Memphis, you know, the Redbirds are performing very well. Um, mm-hmm. Had a chance. Uh, we were going to go down. We had a conference. Um, and um, instead of going down a, the, that that afternoon, um, I could have gone down that afternoon and gone to a game uh, in Memphis, but we didn't. We went down the, ne- the next morning, so uh, yeah. missed out on that. I, and we stayed right next to the, to the stadium. I was like, well, I'm a dummy. I should have taken them <laughs> up on the offer of going down to – going down early so is but, bowling green close to y'all in murray uh bowling green is about two hours you know that's, okay, that's where that's where western is that's what you're saying okay that's the hot that the hot rods are there yeah yeah so but if you look at gwinnett uh gwinnett is uh they're eight and a half games out so 15 and 23 in their division as in uh, we talk about the memphis redbirds are on top um, at uh, 24 and 15. Um, they play Memphis this week, correct? Um, 
let's see. I mean, hold on, if I can click on them. Uh, da 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 da. Um. Well, I'm looking. I believe that was correct. Yes, when I looked the last time. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. See if I can. Uh, I'll look at. I'll try to. I can see. Who, I can see who they play, but I can't see the standings if I'm using my phone. Yeah, that was me always. Um, I can. You know, you sent me that stuff, and I was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> so I know. Um, Looking at Mississippi, I know they played Chattanooga last week and they played decently, and then they've they've got Montgomery this week. Do you know how what their record and where they are? I know um, they played the last one in the division. What are they? What's Mississippi? They are the double A, the the Braves, the double A. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Southern uh, League. I'm getting, I'm getting there. They're playing the biscuits this week. It makes me hungry. Playing the what? The biscuit. The Montgomery uh, biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Oh, man. Again, technology is not faring well <laughs> in my house. Something Sorry. interesting Something interesting about Montgomery. Um, sometimes to honor their, to honor their um, Asian population in Montgomery, they... Yeah. They uh they play as the kimchi. Ha ha. Huh. Never had okay, kimchi, so, but it's fine. Yeah, uh so Mississippi fourteen and eighteen. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. But they have won six uh they're six and four in their last ten. Won their last there five games. Yeah. So um making a little run. Pensacola's number one in that. Uh twenty two and eleven. But they're uh, good. still they're... making yeah, making a little bit of a run at them. Uh so yeah. They're part of the wrong. They're, they're a Florida or uh, affiliate, so they're. Or, sorry, my, yeah. is it Miami or Florida now? Miami. It's uh Miami. Yeah, Miami. Uh, okay, I never. I can't ever remember my, my That's all right. Not supposed um, to. Be. Rome played Asheville last week and did really well against Asheville. Um, this week they have Hickory, the Crawdads. Yeah, they're at home. Yeah, um, uh, fifteen and fifteen and seventeen on the year. They're seven and a half games back. Winston Salem there in North Carolina is is uh, number one, um, five and five in their last ten games. Uh, so, so yeah, but they do have the folks from Hickory. Yep, Hickory's twelve and nineteen is as, as far as I can tell. They go. are. They sure are. They're one and nine in their last ten games. Is Hickory. Oof. So, so yeah, and they get good old Rome coming up. I have some uh, acquaintances that are uh, Hickory fans, and I don't. Ah. They're probably not too happy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, Winston-Salem there. It's the top of that Southern at South Atlantic League. They're uh, White Sox affiliates. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've heard their bar parts pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Sounds used to be the White Sox affiliate, uh, so they've gone through, they've gone through their, um, you 
know, those all those teams go through their, mm-hmm. um, you know, different affiliations or whatever. So now they're a, they're a Brewers affiliate, correct? Believe so. Yeah. Yes, sir. I don't know how that works, but it it it. However, it is. It works, right? Um. Augusta, they just got off the series with Charleston and played pretty well from what I could tell. Their, their pitching is pretty elite. Um, yeah. If the bats can catch up with their pitching, they're always good. Um, yeah. This week there with Myrtle Beach, playing against Myrtle Beach, which is a Cubs affiliate. What, right. what is their record so far? Um, hold on, John. You're going to have to... You're going to have to leave me with a... Da, 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 da. Uh, da, da, you're... Well, you have to give me a minute, John. Carry on. Okay, I, John. Can ta- I can tell you their record. Yeah. Um, they're at 15 17, and Myrtle Beach is at 16 and 16, so they're pretty evenly matched, um, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and I'm not finding it, so you're. Okay, let's see. If, let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, my phone will be nice. Nope, not mine. <laughs> mine is. Uh... Let's see. I'm. Let's see if it'll work for me. Hey, if I lose you, we're out. If I lose you, we're done. Right. They are six and four in their last ten games. Um, three and a half back. A one game winning streak. Yeah. I don't know what, what does RS stand for. Um, run scored. Okay. Yep. They're one thirty four to one fifty. Gotcha. Again, so that's not too good, but hey, they're kind of even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. There you um, go. So, if you just look at the records and, you know, the it doesn't look good for the organizations, but there's talent in there. And, and you know, the money. It's a lot about figuring out who fits best where. You come in, you might come in as a catcher, but realize, oh, I can play center field. I'm, I'm a better outfielder than I am a catcher, or I'm a better pitcher than I'm a catcher. So, you know, it, it, especially at Augusta and Rome, you're, you're still trying to figure things out. So, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're learning. Um, you know, those high, those, uh, you know, rookie leagues, all those stuff. You know, you're just coming in and learning the game, learning the ins and outs of what to do um, you know, how, how to play. So you can't look at some of that, you know, you can really start paying attention to it when they might get to that, you know, upper double A's, you're, you know, up at the triple A, that's when you start looking at it. So, yeah, I think some of these guys are just, you know, picking up um, and, um, you know, it's, it's all good. These, you know, prospects, sometimes these guys don't perform till they get to the major leagues. Sometimes mm-hmm. these guys don't perform at all. So, uh, who knows? That's why they call them prospects. If I had to pick 
a guy from each team to look out for. I'd look at David McCabe from Augusta. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's a third baseman, but he's been pretty hot lately. Yeah. Um, Ethan uh, Ethan Workinger has been pretty good for them too. Um, Drake Baldwin and uh, oh gosh, the ca- other catcher for a moment skipping my mind now. Um, oh. but they've been pretty hot lately. Um, yeah. AJ Smith Shaver is a pitcher, an elite pitcher who just um was called up from Rome to Mississippi. He made a few st- a couple starts. Um, pitched five innings the other night, pitched really well. And yeah. then at Gwinnett, ooh, that's a bunch of talent. But um, yeah, there's there's some guys there. You know, Schuster's been not bad there at right. at uh, Gwinnett. And now he's um, at, he's at the um, yeah. Now back up with the big club again. So I mean, it's, so, yeah. You know, Longhurst when he's been sent back down has. Has performed well, so I mean, I go with Shoemaker and Grissom from them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I know Justin Dean and uh, Luke Waddell have had great games this week too. So, yep. Um, that's about all I got for the show. In closing, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, sir. I'm I'm good. Uh, I'll uh, be out the rest of the week, so I'll catch you back up with. Uh, Kyle, Kyle should be back on Friday, so catch back up with you guys next week. Well, I hope you have fun in the uh, city city that never sleeps. I hope you get some sleep up there, though. <laughs> yeah, I plan on it, sir. I plan on it. a little brief vacation, so I'll. Uh, but I'll be back, and obviously, I'll be keeping up with what's going on. So never let uh, baseball, uh, you know, stray too far from where I'm at. Exactly. Yep. Well, guys, if you want to follow the show, you can. You can follow the show on Twitter at um, Ethos Braves. You can follow me at F3 Motley Crew. Jeremy, you're on Facebook. Old school. Still on Facebook, just as myself, Jeremy Bell. Um, and, of course, guys, we really appreciate you listening to the show and liking us. And uh, thanks for listening to our rambles and our soapboxes that I, I hope you love. And if you don't, yep. well, just tell me. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> um, so like I said, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. And as always, go Braves. Go Braves.